What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. This is attempt number four to record this fucking yeah, intro. Four. Uh, so yeah. hopefully this one sticks. That fucking Cox Communications can suck my fucking Cox when it comes to internet connection. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we can say that on the podcast. It's explicit. Uh, my wife just looked at me. Uh, but um, penis, uh, balls, cock, say all the things. Just get it all out. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, Verizon in Las Vegas has sucked fucking dick. Not just Cox, Cox and Dick. Uh, when it has come to connections, and I keep getting put in SOS mode. Do you know what that is, Casino? Where it's literally like does nothing, and well, everybody, and it doesn't even tell you. Yeah, no, I've I've experienced that too. Yeah, uh, for some reason, I love Verizon. I've had Verizon ever since I've had a phone for like seventeen years or something like that. I've always loved Verizon. It's always been really good to me. But the last like, year and a half, there's been a, a big downgrade in connection here in Vegas. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's yeah. the influx in the amount of uh, people moving in from California or, or what, but it's it's rough. And then nationwide, Cox just fucking sucks Cox. So, And but. that's what you come to listen to this podcast for, hot, hot Cox talk, hot Cox talk. But let's get off that hot Cox talk. <laughs> say, say that five times fast. Let's get off that hot casino. Cox, cox, hot, <laughs> no, I'm good. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Like Cox. It like is Cox. hard. Um, but let's, <laughs> uh, let's get off some hard Cox and talk about... About some hard knocks. Oh, shit. If, dude, if the Colts are on hard knocks this year, that would have been fucking... That would have been 10 out of 10. Uh, but they were, I think they were last year. So we could have used that last year. But now let's talk about the hot Colts and not so hot today, Casino, because they could not trade Jonathan Taylor. And then remember when we had that discussion like two episodes ago where we were just like, you ca- you can't really not trade the player because then you get nothing for him and then they're just right. wasting money and space on the bench. Well, turns out that's exactly what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor because he's going to be sitting on the bench for minimum the first four weeks and the Colts have to pay him a quarter of a million dollars every week he does that. So yeah. well, great job, Colts. Yes. Um but I think when he's available to play, I think it's best for him to play. Um, reason I'm going to say that is, so yes, I know that he has to miss those first four games, you know, so you're already starting in the hole there, but you obviously didn't get what you wanted. So if you just sit out and you don't play this season and, you know, you you, you boycott, you do whatever you're going to do, you know, you're you're coming off of, uh, you know, you're, you're coming off from not being 100%. And you need to now prove yourself, you know, going into this year that, so say you take this year off as well, and then you go into, you know, the next year hoping for a bigger deal, you know, trying to get out, you're not going to get it because people, you they don't know how you are coming back from, you know, coming back from your uh, injury. So, yeah, I, I'm not, 
I don't know how it's going to happen, but I, I think it would be smart for him to, when he's eligible to play, just go out there. You're a professional athlete. Put your best foot forward. Get in there and play. It sucks that you didn't get the deal that you wanted. But let's just say worst-case scenario, he or, or best-case best scenario for him, but also not so good. So say he, he comes in, he plays, and he has a really good season. Um, and then next year... They, he doesn't get his payday that he's looking for, but if he has a really, really good season and he posts some really good numbers, that franchise tag is going to go up for him, and he's going to be making a really good deal, probably the upwards of 8 to $10 million on the franchise tag. Um, so it would be in his best interest to not sit out and to actually play and be a professional. You're getting paid. You know, you're – you worked really hard to be in this league. Don't squander it. That's my opinion. You shouldn't squander it, the opportunity to play. Yes, you didn't get paid what you want to get paid, but now that's behind you. Now, if you want to get paid in the future, or at least have the opportunity, you have to come out and play, and you have to play well. Because if you come out and you have a bad, you know, you a bad rest of the season, then you know it's going to hurt you even more. But then that would justify all those teams that were like, ah, we didn't want to pick you up because we weren't sure what you were going to do this year. So for a high price tag. So that's my take on him. Uh, What's your take on that whole situation? Yeah, I agree with you. And apparently the uh, there were reports that came out that the three teams that were interested, there was two known teams, which are the Dolphins and the Eagles. Everybody right, knew the Dolphins were like, the front runner, they were the most aggressive. They were offering the most. And then the third, there was a third mystery team that just got revealed, which is interesting, but I don't think it's like changes anything really, is the third team was the Packers, which was interesting because they have obviously uh, Aaron Jones. But again, I do think that there should have, and we talked about this last time, there should have been much more interest in Jonathan Taylor based on age, and you're not going to get a running back of his caliber that can carry your team uh, in the second round of the draft. Like, the chances of hitting on that are slim to none. So I don't know why people were like, oh, a second-round draft pick. Like, that's too much. We saw, what, a quarterback we talked about last last episode Trey Lance get what like three first round picks two first round picks so uh (laughs) yeah so that is just one of those moves where I think it's gonna haunt the Colts it might haunt the Miami Dolphins if they start the season and they're again one of the worst rushing attacks in the league but Yeah, I don't know. I just think this is one of those situations where the Colts didn't get better. None of the teams uh, vying for him got better. And then the only loser in this is really the Colts because now they still have him on the roster. He knows they wanted uh, to trade him and were trying to trade him and couldn't get what they wanted for him. So now he just sits on the bench. He, A, takes a roster spot on the day where everybody was trying to cut their rosters down to the maximum amount of players you're allowed to have on it. So not only does he take up a roster spot, you get nothing for him. And then now you start the first four games of the season with a new head coach, with a rookie quarterback, and you don't have probably the best player maybe 
on your team, on offense, who knows, on the field. So, yeah, just a clusterfuck all the way around. All the way around. But besides that casino, the other notable news from uh, Cut Day was, of course, your New England Patriots, which is they did, again, a move that makes everybody go, why would you do what? this? They they <laughs> cut every quarterback on their team. They then re-signed them both. Other, to the other than squad, Mac Jones. Except Mac Jones. So Mac Jones is the only quarterback technically on the team right now. Thoughts on that, Casino? Well, they did. The last reports that I saw is they did just put, um, let me pull it in. Um, they did just sign both of the quarterbacks back to the practice squad that uh, just happened the other day or the other day uh, earlier this morning. So I don't know what they're doing. I mean, the Patriots have been notorious. Um, I don't know exactly. Again, I've told you, I don't get into the numbers like a lot of my friends do and other, other people, but um, the Patriots are notorious for cutting people and then re-signing them back on for different deals. Cause they're just like restructuring stuff. So, yeah, I mean, because there's no really any other quarterbacks out there that I would want really on the team. Yeah. The only one that we were talking about, the only one that we were talking about that it was like a potential thing would be uh, Will Greer uh, playing from uh, coming out of West Virginia. But, yeah, it was very strange. I kind of... I kind of shit the bed there for a second um, just because, <laughs> and also we're going right before that, uh, the day before that uh, the Patriots got rid of Nick Folk uh, for a seventh round draft pick, uh, which is their kicker. And they're going to go with their rookie kicker. So I was just like, okay, I know we're going to be bad this year. Cause we got the, you know, the hardest strength of schedule. We're in a really, really tough division, but we don't have to just be like, ah, we're going to set up shop and just call it a year. You know, at least try. So I, it, it just seemed like they were having a complete fire cell. And then I saw the, the quarterback thing and I just laughed and dropped my phone. So. <laughs> uh, man, what a, what a fall from grace for Bailey Zappi. I mean, this, this time last year, nobody knew who he was. Then this season happens and there were chants in the stadium to have Zappi come in and replace Mac Play. Jones. Yeah. And then this preseason, he's had a real rough preseason. And now he has been, he's basically been demoted from nobody to starter to starter or to backup that fans are chanting for to quarterback competition, then release now practice squad. That is a hell of a roller coaster for a guy, yeah, at, who at one point was, quote-unquote, the savior of the New England Patriots. So, thoughts on, I mean, do you, are are you all in in Mac Jones Casino? What, going into this season, what's your confidence level in Mac Jones, 1 to 100? Uh, to, to do what? To just be better than he was last year? To make the playoffs? Give me, to, give me a situation. Okay, one to a hundred confidence level that he's the starter day one next season. The following season, confidence yes. level, uh, 50-50 on that, probably. Oh, okay. 
But you do, you did say Good. last episode Good. that you think he will have a better season this season. I do think he'll have a better season um, with the new coordinator coming in. I, I really think that, I mean, you have to get better than what he was last year. If not, you know, you don't have anybody. You have your practice squad, Zappy and and uh, Malik back on the roster. And, you know, that's, I just want to touch on that again. How crazy and how ballsy is that for Belichick to be like, Oh uh, yeah, you know, we're just going to we're going to put them on the waivers and just gamble that nobody else picks them up on the waivers and they're like, "Oh yeah, now we're going to re-sign them back to the practice squad." Like absolutely wild that <laughs> he has the balls to do that, but it worked Again, out. They're he's... back they're back on the practice squad, but I mean, just no fear in in throwing your only two backup quarterbacks on the waiver wire just like, "Here you go. Just get Throw you out there if you guys want them, grab them. But anyway, uh, yeah. I do think I do think that Mac Jones is going to have a better year. So, but you never know if they're going to draft a quarterback, and then you know they get beat out, or Belichick brings the quarterback in because I'm. I mean, there's been a lot in the last two years of a lot of players going back and forth, not giant deals either. So the rotation is is all over the place with quarterbacks. So I would probably say about. For that question, about 50-50. Now, the last, like, kind of the last, like, notable news that came that I saw, because, you know, obviously on cut days, it's a bunch of names of random people, some you've heard of, some you haven't, but usually they do what the Patriots do, which is they get cut, brought back on the practice squad, or just picked up by another team. But there was no, like, big, big names, quote-unquote, that happened. But the news I did see is that Doug Peterson of the Jaguars had to cut his own son from the team casino. You are that. two weeks away from having a son. <laughs> Would you cut your son from the Patriots if it guaranteed they would make the playoffs? That is the scenario I'm throwing at you. You have to cut your own son from from the Patriots. You're the head coach, but you're guaranteed a player. Let me spot. throw you the scenario. Did was there any talk? Did they have any chatter back and forth of like, hey, is it okay if I cut you? Or like, did they have any like at home meals to talk about this? Or are we just playing playing fun with the scenario that he had no, no. idea? He thought like he was like, hey, son, come to the office so we can have lunch together. And then he walks in with his Lunchable. And then it's like, uh, here's a... And then his dad hands him a brown paper bag. And then he's like, I forgot to tell you, this lunch is going to have to be to go. And then he's like, why, dad? And then... <laughs> so that exact scenario is what has to happen. Little Casino um, <laughs> Jr. walks in with his Lunchable. Um, uh I would probably give him the paper bag and say, I'm going to go to the grocery <laughs> store and grab you some milk because I forgot some. And then. Uh, so you would cut yourself and then just make so, your son their fatherless. So at, at that, at that point, um, obviously I know this is going to sound shitty. I wouldn't, I would want my son to be with me. I think that would be awesome. I love that Belichick has his son coaching with him. I, I like those stories, but in the end, it is a business, and they're both professionals. Like, both professionals, they, they understand that these are corporations, they're businesses, you know, they're at, the players are assets to the corporation. 
um, itself. So it's it would be a tough situation to have, a tough talk to have. You probably get in trouble and sleep in the doghouse from the wife. But uh, if it's to help out the team that you're working for, then yeah. I mean, it, it would be a tough one to do, but I don't know if I would be the one being able to have to say it. I'd be like, hey, can you go tell my kid? But <laughs> I mean, in, in the end, in the end, like it is a business. It would suck. I wouldn't want to do it. But if I knew my son was a professional and he understood how the business and the organization, you know, how NFL works, then yeah, then it would be whatever. Plus, you know, hey, go make the playoffs. Give, give me something to do you know, in the postseason so I can go and you know watch you play and still be around football. Yeah. Uh, I would have no hesitation. I'd be like, all right, see ya. We'll try well, you, already have no hesi- you already have no hesitation already with your kid. Like, yeah. yeah, I love them. But again, I'm trying to win football games here. And if you can't help me win football games, I'll see you at home, Dude. son. We'll play Madden together. You can be my starting whatever. We'll play Madden <laughs> together until that you drop the first pass, and then you cut yeah. from my team. And then I'm gonna, yeah. you're playing on the other team, and I'm going to kick your ass. And then you know what? We can go outside and have a catch. But Daddy's trying to win some games here. That's what I'd say. <laughs> so, uh, but all right, Casino. On that note, let's move over to uh, Daddy's football conference, <laughs> aka the NFC Who's Daddy? East. Uh, this daddy, we talked about other daddies conference last time. Now it is this daddy's or not conference, but division, this daddy's division today. Uh, at this point you can say outside of the, the Niners being not in this division, you can just say this conference because that's true. Yeah, that is true. Uh, but before let's save my team, we'll save yours or we'll save it just like we saved yours. So Let's start with, I think, maybe the most interesting team in this conference, which is the Washington Commanders. So, obviously, their offseason has been filled with hope, I want to say, because, remember, first they got Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs. He shockingly left the Chiefs after nobody would hire him as a head coach. He... We talked about this move. We both think he did it just to prove he could do it without Andy Reid and Mahomes. And now he has a real tough task ahead of him because he's going to have to do it with Sam Howell at quarterback. But he is their new assistant head coach and new offensive coordinator. The Commanders last year finished 8-8-1, which was shocking to me. I do not remember them being uh, a borderline playoff team. Like, that is fucking crazy yeah. so i th- this team i'm i want to they have a good roster and i want to believe in in them and i want to see that i mean they're not gonna the cowboys are too good the eagles are too good um washington at best is gonna get third could they try to find a playoff spot in you know in a weak nfc conference possibly but this means that rivera has to be right about how like sam yep. Howell has to be the guy. And the sad thing is he's going to have to do this with probably one of like the worst, probably top bottom five, I guess you call it bottom five O-lines in the league. So I just don't know. I just don't know how he's going to be able to get this done. Um, 
nothing against Hal. He could probably come out and be a really good player, but I'm sure he's going to get sacked a shit ton. Kind of like the whole Sam, uh, not Sam Darnold. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Cincinnati quarterback, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Um, yeah. The whole Joe Burrow thing where he might be a great quarterback, but he could very well easily get injured because the O line's going to let him get sacked and sacked and sacked. Um, his, in my opinion, his only saving grace is he's going to have to get rid of that ball quick to, um, you know, McLaren or Dotson if he, if he really even wants to have a chance. But, like, this, this roster is really good, man. And I really, I, I, I really hope that, you know, the enemy can, and the enemy can get this team going. Um, but, Again, they do, if they if they doesn't, they have a fallback with a quarterback that I don't hate, but he's obviously a he is a true backup quarterback with Jacoby Brissett. Um, but the only thing that I think that Jacoby Brissett has that I want to see Hal do um, would be move around in the pocket because Brissett has always been a really good um, good running quarterback right there when it needs to be done. So. He just makes bad decisions at the end of the games. So, um, yeah, it, it all comes down to Sam Howell. Like, he has to have a good season because if he doesn't, it's it's just, it's done. Now, I know as a coach, you have to be like, I love my quarterback no matter who it is, but did you also see the the Ron Rivera co- quotes this week where he was like, I did uh, in that Dallas game, if I would have known he would be that good, like he would have been starting the whole season. His stats, again, against the Dallas starters, his stats were 11 for 19, 169 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He got sacked three times, and he had a QBR of 48.3. So, again, as the head coach, you have to, you know, go all in for your quarterback no matter what. But also, you had a draft with some, you know, notable quarterback prospects. You had an offseason with some notable free agent quarterbacks or quarterbacks that were on the trade block. And through all that, including, like you said, Jacoby Brissett, who is an accomplished quarterback in this league and that he's won some games, he's had, he's been starters other places. Through all of that, you still are starting Sam Howell and... Again, the this league you live or die by the arm of some of whoever your quarterback is. I don't know if I trust him, but like you said, their O-line is shit. And then they do, however, they have Terry McLaurin. They have a good roster. Like you said, I think they have the potential to be have a top 10 uh defense in this league especially with chase young on the line and they have one of the most formidable or formidable defensive lines (laughs) in the league but and their defense last year i mean their defense in again this tough division they were an eight and eight team but their defense seventh overall in the league they were fourth against the pass 11th against the rush uh seventh in scoring and this year however they have the ninth hardest uh, strength of schedule which is going to be fucking brutal and then they're over don't talk to me uh, about brutal <laughs> yeah uh they're over under casino is six and a half so as an eight win team i think mm. they kind of i don't see 
anywhere they really dropped off because again, quarterback last year, it wasn't like Heineke lit it up. I just liked him. Uh, and I saw him beat the Eagles on some just insane passes and plays. But do you think they've really lost enough, especially with the addition of as big a name and offensive coordinator as uh, the enemy? Do you think they've fallen off enough where they're losing now two less or basically three games less than what they did last year? Uh, I don't. Uh, reason being is, again, that that conference is – pretty damn weak um yes you just said you know they, they have uh a top 10 strength of schedule but i still think they're gonna do okay i they might be they're gonna be flirting with being in the playoffs um i actually think that they'll they'll scrape by and get into the playoffs um i do like the enemy i think he's gonna help this this quarterback out but again it really comes down to how how can handle and if he doesn't you could throw jacoby Brissett in and if you watched anything from last year with uh, Jacoby Brissett over on the Browns, like he's a competent quarterback and he just lost games right at the very end. So, yep. You know, it, it, you're not going to be too bad. You got that O-line needs to figure something out because it's going to be awful and it's going to be awful again this year. So I think they're going to be probably right around the same and they're probably squeak into the playoffs. Um, I think they'll squeak into the playoffs right, right, right there. Maybe the second wild card, third wild card. That's where they're, that's where they're going to be that at least in my eyes. Yeah. Now they do have, and again, the preseason, we don't put any stock in it, but their offense has been pretty electric during the uh, preseason. And how again, when you go up against all the starter defensive linemen, how is that O-line going to handle that's true. Yeah. And they're scheduled to start. They start at Arizona. So I think that could be one of the games first week where like they win in just blowout fashion. And, and everybody's everybody, like, oh man, the yeah. commanders, look at them coming in. And it's like, uh <laughs> and it's gonna the be one of those things. They, they played the they played yep. the, the biggest dumpster fire in the NFL this year. So I do think week one, they blow out the Cardinals and all the storylines are going to be how bad the Cardinals are and potentially not how good the commanders could be. But then they have a three-game stretch there where if you have a new quarterback, you're playing the Broncos, who despite last season, they still had a top five defense. You're playing the Eagles, who had a top two or a top three defense. And then you're playing the Bills, who had a top two defense. So literally after your first week, you go top five defense, top two defense, top three defense. So that's really going to be the stretch where it's like, even if the Broncos aren't good offensively, your offense is going to be tested against that Broncos defense. So oh, yeah. it's this their first and then, but if they can survive that three game stretch, then it is you play the Bears, the Falcons, the Giants, the Eagles again, your Patriots, Seahawks, Giants, Cowboys, Dolphins, Rams, Jets, 49ers, Cowboys. So they don't you, really you, have you, you you could go 50% on that all day. Yeah. And but they don't really have I mean they have the first game of the season and then Bears Falcons Giants and then it's just murderous row. I mean they have a legit 
almost every team on their schedule are playoff teams either last year or projected playoff teams this year. So ninth hardest strength of schedule, when you look down at it, like they look like they have three, like just clear winnable games. And then every other game, it's going to be a fight. So I think they're going to be interesting to watch. They did. I believe last year they did beat the Giants once, the Cowboys once, and the Eagles once. So in this division, if they can again go 50-50, and the Commanders are one of those teams where in this division, like it's one of those things where the Eagles haven't swept them in a decade or some crazy stat like that. So yeah. when it comes to division I'm, games, I'm scared you when can we never, play the Commanders. You, yeah, when it comes to division games, you can never, you know, count it out. So yeah. And then before we move from the commanders and we'll use this as the segue to talk about the giants, who do you think finishes bottom of this division commanders giants or the other two? Uh, I'm going to go giants. I think they're going to fall down again this year. I'm not going to say they I were agree. as bad as I'm not going to say they where I was going to say how I called them going to be the worst team in the league last year. Not going to do that. Um, I think Daniel Jones is going to have a still an okay season because I think he's a decent quarterback. He's just, he has nothing else besides him and Saquon Barkley. So, and you know, you know, what's going on with that. So we'll, we'll see, but uh, I do have the commanders beating uh, the giants this year in the division. Oh, uh, but I agree. I think I, I mean, if you look at both rosters when it comes to the commanders or the giants, just hold them up to each other. I would much rather take the commanders roster right now than I would the giants roster. I think the only reason you're taking the giants is because you love, uh, their head coach. You love Dayball, but if you're saying I can either have Ron Rivera as the defensive as the defensive, you know, head coach, and then Eric Bieniemy as the offensive genius slash assistant head coach or Dayball, I think I'm gonna take the commander's coaching staff, roster, and then honestly, the only question mark is Sam Howell, but he's an unknown. We know what uh uh, the Giants quarterback. Why the fuck am I blanking on his name now? You just said it. Daniel Jones. Jones we yeah. know what he is right now. So what I think he is is what the Giants were last season, right? A 9-7, one-win team that when they got into the playoffs, they got fucking annihilated by a Vikings team everybody thought was overrated. Or no, they were the ones who annihilated the Vikings, who we all thought were overrated. And then they got annihilated by the Eagles. So... Thoughts on the the Giants going into this year casino. They have the 14th hardest strength of schedule. Uh, again, I don't know how this works where the commanders have the ninth hardest strength of schedule and then the team that finished ahead of them has the 14th hardest. But Again, you're talking to the guy whose team didn't make the playoffs last year. And has the hardest. Yeah. Has the hardest. like. I know. But last year, again, when we looked at the Vikings, it was as confusing as when we look at the Giants. Their offensive total last year, they were 16th in total offense, 26th in passing, 4th in rushing, 18th in scoring. Defense, not much better. 18th overall in defense, 15 against the pass, 27th against the run, and 18th uh, in terms of scoring. So how, how... 
was the were these giants so good last year? I I I think Daniel Jones just really worked well under Dayball. Um yep. I I think that's a really good pair, and that's kind of where I'm having like I know that I know that the ugh, I do think Daniel Jones is gonna be a good player this year. I think he might actually even improve from his good play last year under uh Dayball, but I just I have struggled. I have trouble seeing the rest of this team progressing as well as I think Daniel Jones is going to progress going into the second year under Dayball. Um, they still don't have a lot of big weapons to go, you know, down the field with uh, receiving core. So I, I think they're going to struggle. They literally. They literally just have Darren Waller, who they got from the Raiders. But again, he's so injury prone that it becomes one of those things where it's like, if you're relying on your two best weapons to be Saquon Barkley, or Saquon Barkley, I mean, a, a back who has missed time over the year, and then Darren Waller, who I don't think has ever had a full season, like, how can right. you put... No, because then oh, you have to rely on uh, Hyatt Campbell and... Um, um, uh, Darius uh, last name um, Slayton Slayton so I mean I it's it's funny you know what because I would take I wouldn't mind a couple of those receivers over on the Patriots but whatever <laughs> um, but uh, I, again yeah as you're saying Waller's injury prone if he can't play like nothing's really going to change offensively outside of Daniel Jones just going to have to try to the playbook is not going to be fully open. It's going to be very condensed playbook, you know, working on Jones running the ball, doing, you know, quarterback sneaks, stuff like that. And he's just going to get run down. And I'd, I'd run down, but I do think he's going to have at least a good, at least a season like he did last year where he's going to play well, but I don't think it's going to be enough this year to kind of propel the team and, you know, put, put his team on his back per se. So yep. uh, I, I I think they're going to digress, and I do think the commanders will will go up. I mean, it's going to be a close battle. I'm not going to say, like, oh, you know, the commanders are going to kick the shit out of the Giants, and the Giants are going to go from, you know, making the playoffs and making it all the way uh, uh, to, gosh darn it. The playoffs? Uh, yeah, but, you know, and winning a couple games. And then all of a sudden, not making the playoffs, and then being absolute gar- shit, uh, garbage. I uh, I do think that they're not they're going to miss the playoffs. I I think yeah. the Giants will miss the playoffs, and the Commanders will make the playoffs. But it's going to mm. be really close. Um, they'll be fighting for a spot, but I don't think they'll get it. So the over or under for the Commanders we just said was six and a half. Uh, the Giants is seven and a half. So again, they yeah. were a nine. I think those. Team. I think you swap those. I do too. I would take, I would, I think the giants fall back a little and maybe go seven and uh, what now it's would be seven and 10. So they go seven and 10. I think the commanders, like you said, have a potential to last couple weeks of the season, still be in that playoff mix. I don't know if I'm uh, saying they'll make the playoffs, but if they did, I wouldn't be like shocked, especially when you look at their roster. I love their defense. I think their offense with Terry McLaurin can be scary. But again, with the Giants, uh, apologies to 
uh, Darren Waller. He did play two full seasons from uh, in 2019 20, and 2020. He played all games. But since then, he only played 11. And then last year, only played nine. So again, if he can be a 1,200 or an 1,100 yard tight end again, catch seven uh, touchdowns, that's exactly why they bought him in. But again, he is, uh, oh, I think I just saw it. Oh, no. He's been in this league for a hot minute, and he's only had two full seasons when he started. So I don't know. And then when it's aging, I always feel sus about that casino. But we can now move on to the two teams that everyone is picking to. Uh, I've seen, let's start, let's just go to the Cowboys casino. I've seen a lot, a lot of people saying unironically that this is Dallas's year. Last year, Dallas finished 12 and five. Uh, they, this year they have the 15th hardest strength of schedule. Their total offense last year was third. They were 14th, uh, in passing eight in rushing fifth in scoring their defense. However, six total defense eighth against the pass, 22nd against the run, and they had the fifth scoring defense in the league. Uh, thoughts on the Cowboys this year, Casino, going into this season? Um, so they're they're still going to be the Cowboys. They're going to be a good team. They're going to win games, you know, in some games in blowout fashion, and other games will be grinders, or they're going to lose, and they'll be like, Okay, well, look what they did last week. It's going to be the same exact thing from last year. Um, but um, my thing is, I, I'm worried about the offense uh, regressing and not being not being as good as they were last year. I mean they they lost their uh, they lost their uh, OC Kellen Moore. They lost their tight end Schultz. Uh, Zeke is now with the Patriots. I just I don't like McCarthy calling offensive plays. I think this is going to be bad for him, and I just don't trust Dak. I don't, and yep. Jerry Jones doesn't trust Dak. Like, there's, there's, that's a crazy thing, by the way. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about the Cowboys on this episode, but that whole Jerry Jones thing going, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody. I am just going to go and make this Trey Lance trade. Like, it's just absolutely mind blowing yep. that he did that. He doesn't tell no the head coach, does not tell Dak. No, Prescott. doesn't tell doesn't tell Ugh. anybody. And it's absolutely wild. But uh, do you remember his comments uh last year when Cooper Rush was having to go and he's like, you know, hoping that we have a you know a good quarterback battle, you know, to try to make them play better. And it was like, oh no, no, you're just over <laughs> Dak. You don't want to pay him. You're you're done with him. You want to move off with him. So stop trying to say that you want a quarterback battle. You're done with him. Um so I, I mean, can let me ask you this: uh, Can you can you trust Cooks and Gilmore playing at a high level, or do you think that they're going to start falling down? Well, and see, then I, that's I, the and thing. Then same, and then same. So same with you know so talking about those two, and then uh, do you think that uh, CD Lamb and Diggs are going to have uh, like an All Pro season? And if so, do you think they counter each other or like? Or not kind of, you know what I mean? Like offset and things will be kind of okay. Or do you think this is going to be dumpster fire? I think that they're still going to be a good team because they just got way too much fucking talent on this team. Yeah, they, they they really do. But I don't see Dak. I don't trust Dak Prescott. I don't trust. I just don't trust him. 
Now, this is me. This is me removing my cowboy hater hat to try to be objective when it comes to talking about the Cowboys. So when it comes to talking about the Cowboys, like you said, I think they, I think we've already seen the peak of what this iteration of the Cowboys can be. And this iteration being the Dak Prescott slash McCarthy tandem, right? And I think it it is being severely, severely understated how much Zeke just meant to, the mentality of this team and how you can look up stats. Uh, I brought it up before on the podcast where it was when Zeke had great games compared to when Dak Prescott had great games, because when Zeke had great games, they won a ridiculous, like 80% of their games. And then when Dak Prescott, when the game was on the line with him, he won like 40% of his games or something like that. It's kind of ballpark for both of those. So this team has always been the kind of bell cow back who just rushes the ball behind this great O-line for, you know, 25 or 20 to 30 times in a game, two touchdowns. They just ram it down your throat. And then kind of Dak Prescott just has to come out and, ball out like you said they blow out the 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 shit teams and then against the good teams they would give it to to uh Zeke and they would just run all over and all this kind of stuff blah 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 so now you go into this season you lost uh Zeke obviously he'd fallen off the last couple of years but he still really did feel like the heart and identity of this team so then you come into this season you have the Dak Prescott kind of Cooper Rush, I don't want to say quarterback battle, but it was one of those things where it's like, oh, with this team last year, look at how well Cooper Rush did, right? And then you still have the image in your brain of Dak Prescott losing uh, against the 49ers again. And I've seen the thing where it's like, well, Dak Prescott only plays bad in the playoffs against the 49ers. And then it's like, so you're telling me in the playoffs, he plays bad against one of the good teams that's always in the playoffs. I don't know how you can try to spin that as a positive because the 49ers are always in the playoffs. So to play bad against the team, you're probably going to have to go through to get to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, that's a red flag, but when it does come to this team, the defense, I think, you know, we obviously make fun of the Mika Parsons love and all that kind of stuff. But even outside of Mika Parsons, there's still a team that's eighth against the pass. Obviously, they're 22nd against the run, but that still makes them the sixth best defense. Mika Parsons does have a problem. I just think you and I both think he's a little bit overrated for what he is. But I mean, he's a good he's a good player. He's a good player, but yeah, he's I, probably I just can't stand how much the media talks about him so at his position he is definitely top five in the league but again for sure talk about him like he's lawrence taylor and he's head and shoulders above everybody else at his position he's not uh go look at the stats and impact hassan reddick in their own division had a better season than mika parsons but again because he plays for the cowboys he gets that that tony romo bump which I call it, which is like pretty good quarterback. But if he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars, he would not be getting anywhere near the publicity he does get. But 
again, I, do I wish Mika Parsons was on my team? Absolutely. So I'm not saying that I would never want Mika Parsons and blah, 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 blah. But I do think. Oh, I would, I would take him. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would say think, his name in every, I would say his name in every play. <laughs> I do think Diggs is also kind of a little bit in that category where, yes, he gets a bunch of interceptions, but again, there's also plenty of compilations online of him just getting absolutely torched, right? In games where he is kind of too aggressive to go for uh, interceptions that, again, when he misses them, he gets torched, he gets burned. Uh, my wife is flashing me right now, everybody on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, Oh my gosh, there's a window behind you, a mirror. <laughs> uh, but again, I do trust Trayvon Diggs against some of the top talent in this league. I'm just saying that we've seen him kind of, yeah, get uh, torched. So I will say... Now, only good things about the Cowboys, which is they're the team in this division that always scares me because ever since I've been a fan of the Eagles, the Cowboys, we beat up on them during the Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb era. And then they've kind of owned us since where especially Dak Prescott and Zeke just ran and passed all over this team. So I am scared of the Cowboys. I always wish they are much worse than they actually are, and then they end up being pretty they good. They got a lot, but see, they got a lot of talent. They they have a really no, good this on is a paper roster. roster. Like you, you, yeah, it is. It's it's great, but it's the execution. And I, I don't trust McCarthy. Yeah, I don't trust McCarthy with Dak. I don't trust Dak. I, I, and then I think the little bit that we had last year of the Jerry Jones Dak saga, it is just now so heightened going into this season that I I think Dak is going to crumble under the pressure of, Oh, my owner, my owner, GM, my coach, because Jerry Jones is everything. His daddy <laughs> Jones is his daddy. His daddy doesn't believe in him. His daddy is giving him that uh, paper bag, that lunch paper bag and saying, you're going to another team. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, I I really think that if they start this season, let's just say in the first six games, just you know, I, I haven't looked exactly who they're playing. Uh, call it the first six games. However, it happens, they go three and three. Just say that happens. Um, holy crap! There's gonna I'm gonna be watching that team with a magnifying glass. I am gonna I will get on Twitter. I don't have one. I will create a Twitter just so I can watch Jerry Jones and see what he's doing. I will hire a private investigator to spy on Jerry Jones and see <laughs> his whole scheme of what's going to happen about Dak because that's going to be so fun to watch. And you know what? I'll take Dak. Send him to the Patriots. I don't care. <laughs> now, I do think when it comes to the Cowboys, I think they're – potentially their back end is going to be their weakest part. And again, last year you could run on this team and I think their pass defense is, has gotten, or their pass defense has gotten worse because they did sign Gilmore from your, uh, well, I guess he was on your Patriots he, for a while. Yeah, he, but, he played with, yeah, Stefan Gilmore, but like, does yeah. he have, that, that's what I'm saying is like, 
can he still play at a high level? I mean, and also well, they, they have Brandon. Th- he's they, 32. Like, I mean, right. he is he's 32 a lot, and, of, and a, a lot of mileage on those legs. Right. It's a lot of mileage on, the, on those legs. He is still a good player, but I don't think that the Cowboys are going to get what they want out of him. Yeah. Uh, and then there'll be frustration. Also with Brandon Cooks, play for the Patriots, play for the Rams. I felt bad for him. <laughs> I didn't. I did feel bad for him because he lost to the Patriots. Um, you know, the Patriots, that, that was, this was rough. You know, so the Patriots lose to the Eagles, right? He was on that team. Then he goes <laughs> to the Rams. The Patriots beat the Rams. And I, I just, I felt, I, uh Yeah. But, and you know what's so crazy? Then, Brandon, Brandon Cooks is not even 30 years old, dude. I but know. I it just feels don't like he's think- been in the league for ever right i just don't know if he could play at a high level like that they're expecting him i just don't know um if if you get you have to have them play at a high level because if you just get mediocre play from them again i just don't trust mccarthy with this offense to you know fill in that fill in that soft spot with those guys um yeah cooks has got to make some plays cooks has got to make some plays because you can't just rely on you know cd lamb and um Oh goodness, who's the other guy? Um, uh, uh, they have Brandon Cooks, and then they have Gallup. Right? Gallup. Yes, yeah. So, but Gallup's always injured, so I, I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going down. And then they have a rookie tight this. end. They have a rookie slot. Yeah, corner. getting rid of Schultz. You know that was a big target for him. You know that that was a huge thing having Schultz for the team. And I, I, I touched on that like. Having Schultz gone, having Kellen Moore gone, having Ezekiel Elliott gone, I just don't know. Th- those are key players. Like those are players that are pivotal for your team. Um, yes, we did like you and I both like Pollard over Zeke, but mm-hmm. you said it earlier. When Zeke's on, Zeke's on, and he will win you games. Yes. Now the Cowboys' schedule, I do think it is i mean they have a rough rough stretch right in the middle but in the beginning they play so they play sunday night against the giants i think we both think they win that game then then they play jets cardinals your patriots niners chargers rams eagles uh and then like their schedule it really doesn't uh come out as like a hard schedule right? Because they get every hard game is almost sandwiched in between two easy ones or should be quote unquote easy ones. However, last and little what, bit and we'll talk that's, about. And that's, that is the thing right there is they're going to blow out those easy games. And then when they have a hard game, they're going to be like, and then they get whooped. They're going to be like, well, look what they did on those other two games. This was just a fluke game. Fluke yep. game. It's like, no, 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 no. These are going to be the teams that they're going to play in the playoffs if they make it, which they will, but still. Yeah, I think they also make the playoffs this year. However, they're they're making the playoffs. The interesting thing is when it comes to their win total projections, again, this was a 12-win team that now everybody is on the bandwagon as being better than they were last year for reasons I don't understand. But their over-under prediction this year is nine and a half. So that strikes me as very interesting that this 12-win team that everybody thought was better is now projected to be a nine-and-a-half-win team. See, with- I don't think it's that – I again, with what they lost in key, in key roles, I don't think that it's 
yeah, I don't think that it's a, a, a big drop off. I know three games is three games, but I mean, in the NFL, in the NFL, you can you can go from good from being bad to good and good to bad really fast because that's just how this league works. Um, so go dropping down to the nine and a half after being a twelve win team doesn't shock me at all, and I think that's right about on par with what I think they're going to be. Yeah, so it is. My child is. Uh, telling his life story over there but (laughs) uh let's move over to my team casino which is the eagles last year everybody knows how they finished 14 and 3 losing to the chiefs if you want to hear me bitch and rant about it uh you can listen to our after super bowl episode but 14 and 3 last season just 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 to touch on that real quick how in the hell did you not react to that that uh skit that i sent you on snapchat that was absolutely fantastic because that is <laughs> that is so you because the amount of times that you say you're gonna go kill yourself if the eagles lose yeah th- that but was I'm you that was that was you in a nutshell that was you in a nutshell it was great i don't if i again if i didn't kill that... myself after last uh last super bowl then i'm living to be 100 years old <laughs> so well, Fair. Uh, yeah. But uh, this the, uh, the Eagles did luck out with their strength of schedule this year. Everybody says it's a much harder schedule. They have, yeah, the you know, 13th, the t- they have the 13th easiest strength of schedule going into this season. Yeah, for a Last team that season, made the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. Fuck off. And the Patriots <laughs> get the number one. There's no rhyme I, and reason to that anymore. There's, no rhyme there's none. There's zero. I don't understand. There's zero. There's zero. Uh, it doesn't make they, sense. They finished last season second overall in offense, ninth in uh, pass, fifth in rush, eighth in scoring. Their defense, eighth uh, total in the league, first against the pass, 17th against the run, eighth uh, against scoring. Now, the question marks for this team are they lost both their offensive and defensive coordinator. So they promoted Brian Johnson from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator and Sean Desai to defensive coordinator. Obviously, after losing both coaches, one who went on to be the head coach or the yeah, the head coach of the Colts, one who went on to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh thoughts on the Eagles heading into this season casino do you think they bounce back or do you think they have a super bowl hangover season uh i think they bounce back man uh everything you hear about it like uh you even told me about this that jalen hurts was like putting a lot on him well it wasn't on him and his teammates were saying hey you know don't you know this was not on you we we lost as a team you know and the rest of his team did let him down and you know they're gonna they're gonna go back and win this, and you know that's gonna fire them up. I think they're gonna be really good this year. Um, I think they're gonna be just as good as last year. The people saying the Cowboys are gonna fucking win this division, I, I, I can't take them seriously. Like just in life, <laughs> like I like I like Coke, right? Like I don't drink a lot of soda, but if I drink soda, oh, oh, it's a drink. Coke. Yes, I thought you were admitting something on here. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, that's "Whoa, a, that's hell a story of a for thing another to admit. podcast." That's a story for another <laughs> podcast. Um, Coca Cola, 
Mm-hmm. So that that's like anybody that says that Dallas is going to win this year, like if they come up to me and I love Coca-Cola and they go, Coca-Cola, that's the best soda out there. I'm going to start questioning if I actually like fucking Coca-Cola because there's no way that I can see Dallas. I just personally can't see Dallas beating the Eagles this year because I players, but I feel like they they replaced those positions very well via either via the draft and you hear good things coming out from those rookies or they replaced them with actual veterans and, you know, people that have that are seasoned in the NFL. I think they're going to have the best O-line the entire season. I don't think a single team is going to outdo them week to week in O-line performance, which is just going to open up Jalen Hurts' game. Uh, I think Hurts is going to come out and play just as – sorry, hiccup – just as good as he did last year. Um, the defense is still going to be really good. I, I I can't see how anybody can say that Dallas is going to win this league or win this division over the Eagles. I'm not saying Dallas is bad. I just said it. Dallas is good. I expect them to make the playoffs. They're going to have a little bit of a downfall just because they lost some key players, but they're still going to make the playoffs and they're going to be a good team. You can't overlook them. It'd be very easy for like Dallas to say, beat the Eagles or, you know, beat say the Niners or whoever in the playoffs. If they end up having, you know, just a bad game and Dallas is good enough to take advantage of that. But if you're going, they're playing both at their top performances. There's no way in my mind that Dallas can beat the Eagles when it comes. I know it's division and all that, but I just can't see that being the case. So it's just wild to me that people still think that that's going to be a thing. Yeah. So now here comes pessimistic. I couldn't think of a P name. Pessimistic Paul. Penis uh, Paul. Who, <laughs> pessimistic penis paul uh say that five I, times fast <laughs> uh i am obviously always terrified pessimistic penis paul pessimistic penis paul pessimistic penis paul pessimistic uh, penis paul i am obviously always terrified paul. as an eagles uh <laughs> fan going into every eagle season uh, i told you last year my eagles uh that eagles team was probably my favorite eagles team of my lifetime uh the Super Bowl was obviously devastating, and I have not gotten over it. Uh, but I also do think that just looking at this roster top to bottom, I think they are as talented of a, of a roster as anybody in the league. I trust, uh, obviously because I'm an Eagles fan, I follow this team much more closely than I do any of the other uh, teams. So I've been following all their joint practices, obviously the – the preseason games don't really matter because they literally have not played Jalen Hurts in one preseason snap. I don't think they've played any of their starters pretty much for any of the games. But when you hear about what's coming out of joint practice, it's like reporters for other teams as well as Eagles reporters are just the thing you always read is Jalen Hurts in these joint practices, which obviously they try to simulate a real game as much as possible. He's making throws and the accuracy of his passes like is blowing people's mind. Right. And then obviously he is, I think one of the best leaders in the league in terms of the team seems to really. Oh, by really far that team yeah. looks up to him. Like there's no other, I, I haven't seen a team look up to a quarterback like that 
and again, going back to the Brady thing, but like Brady's prime years, you know, yeah, not, especially not, you for know, him, like to prime only be years. 25. Dude, it's he so is crazy. He is an absolute leader. It's also like, I mean, a lot of people love, um, I, I did it again, uh, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. Every, I have to say the word Cincinnati, and as, as soon as I say Cincinnati, I'm like, oh yeah, Joe Burrow. So, uh, but like Joe Burrow is the same way, like that he's a leader. And I think that's why he's, they're so successful. Um, Patrick Mahomes as well. They're, those quarterbacks are so successful because everybody, the, the veterans, the people that have out were in the league when they weren't even born yet, sometimes it seems like are like, Oh yeah, no, like that's the guy that I want to follow into battle. Like that's the guy Jalen hurts is that guy. Like, yeah. I, I just, I can't, and I'll tell you who's not, Dak Prescott. <laughs> uh, this is so funny uh, because people who listen to this podcast who don't know you are going to be like, Casino's an Eagles fan. You have hated the Eagles ever I since that. I've known you with such yeah. passion that it is so funny that Jalen Hurts has flipped you into being like. I, I fucking love Jalen Hurts. Fan. I think it's, he's it's, an amazing. insane. He's amazing. It's insane. He's, he he's one of my favorite players in the NFL right now. He's top, and it he's is top so, five favorite players in the NFL for me. Did and did I fucking miss something? Or like you always see these lists and all these things where it's just like when I see other analysts talking about like this upcoming season, there is like zero question marks for Dak Prescott. And I always see people being like. I mean, can Jalen Hurts, can he have another good season? It's like the doubt when it comes to Hurts and then almost just the... I wish Dallas wasn't a franchise anymore. (laughs) Let me just run you through these stats real quick. Uh, In 2020, the first season he started, he threw uh, 52% completion percentage. Obviously, he uh, threw six touchdowns, four interceptions. He was not the starter. 2021, his first year as a starter, he jumped up to 61% completion percentage and threw 10 more touchdowns. Last year, he bumped up to 60, uh, almost 66, or no, over 66% completion percentage, 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. Again, in all those passes, he then averaged eight yards a pass uh, per attempt last year. Then you look at his rushing yards. This guy rushed for 13 touchdowns last year, almost uh, almost 800 yards. Like that's, every that's, that's single starting running back numbers. <laughs> yeah, dude, if your starting running back got 13 touchdowns, you'd be like, "This is amazing." This, yeah, I mean, yeah, he didn't he didn't reach league. over he didn't reach over a thousand yards, but you know, you were 200 yards away from being a thousand yard rusher with 13 touchdowns and you're a quarterback. Hmm. Yeah. And plus again, <laughs> and you they can were throw the, the fucking football. Well, like everybody mammoth. says the Eagles weren't a good passing offense last year. They were ninth in the league in pass yards. So like the fuck are we talking? Like, I don't get this thing where it's just like, he's just a runner. He's not a passer. It's like they were top 10 in the league in passing yards but yet, last but, year. But yet, they say, but yet they say that uh, uh, Lamar Jackson is a passing quarterback. It's like, yeah, I no. don't. 
Again, I don't. Like, I don't again, I th- I think Lamar Jackson's a fine passing quarterback. I don't think he's a great passing quarterback. I think he's a fine passing quarterback. But he's he's a runner. He's a runner. You know, it is what it is. That's why he keeps getting hurt. And when I watch Eagles games, it always feels like Jalen Hurts is not a running quarterback. He just runs when the either the pocket breaks down or it's like a designed run. A lot of those touchdowns were from the quarterback sneak, which again, uh, Sean Payton this year, remember Casino, he's a fucking liar and a douchebag if he does not run the quarterback sneak on every play. Because remember, he said if the Eagles quarterback sneak was not outlawed, he would run it every single play. So if they run one play next year that is not the quarterback sneak, we can all get together and call Sean Payton a douchebag, which he's always been, and a liar, which he will now be because that's what he promised. So the second the the Broncos next year run a play that isn't quarterback sneak, he was full of shit the whole time. So let's not forget that. But also, uh, when it comes to the Eagles schedule, and obviously I've looked this up and down a million times, I've said there is upset alert week one against your Patriots. Uh, again, it would mean nothing because the Patriots aren't making the playoffs. <laughs> but then they go on a run where I'm like, legitimately, I think they can win all of these games until it gets to November where they go into Kansas city, then they play Buffalo, then they play the 49ers, then they play Cowboys and Seahawks. Like that run right there is going to be fucking brutal. But if they come out of that winning half those games, I do really think this could be a team that they won 14 last year. I still think this is an 11, 12 win team. I really do. I don't think like you addressed earlier, I think all the, people they lost they brought back because I mean the biggest one to me they lost was Hardgrave in the middle at defensive tackle oh who'd they replace that with just Jordan Davis everybody's projected best player in the draft that somehow slipped to us because of behavioral issues the Eagles organization is not like the Bengals or other teams that always just have like players who have sketchy, you know, off the field antics. Like the Eagles have always been uh, since Lori took over have been a pretty damn well-run franchise with like everybody who leaves there does interviews or they're like, I wish I never left the Eagles. So it's a well-run organization. Yeah. Our fans are obnoxious. I've never no met shit. fans who aren't obnoxious. I've never fan is short for fanatic. Like, I don't under. I've never understood this, but I was. Not, I, was again, I mean, I was never, uh, you know, a douchebag uh, Patriot fan towards you at all. No, 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 I wasn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they have. Hey, Casino. I know that your. Hey, Casino. I know your team just lost, and you know they're out of the playoffs. But do you want to come to the Eagles bar and watch the game with me? No, I hate you. My team lost. I fucking hate the Eagles. Me, 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 me. Why are you calling me and rubbing it in, you jackass? Me, me, me. I never made that phone call. So, and also, don't forget when you invited me to the Eagles Super or Eagles Patriots Super Bowl party you were throwing, but the nope. con, but the rule was that I could not cheer for the Eagles. It wasn't my party. It was my brother's party. I was yes, just. That's true. I was. Just there. I will say. 
your brother a bigger douchebag Patriots fan than you are. Yes. So that, yeah. Yes. So I'll give you that. He, he's he is a diehard. I, I love him, but like, who man does he? Uh, <laughs> he gets in. He gets into the Patriots are his favorite team. All in all, like, uh, so he. he I, I've discussed on here like he's high up in um, in the nightlife here in uh, like the food and beverage industry, and one of his um, one of his workers for him um, is actually close friends with uh, Matthew Judon for the Patriots, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to his house for Thanksgiving. You know, anything that you guys want, anything you want, have him sign." My brother went and was like, uh, or, "Or not for Thanksgiving uh, for Fourth of July," and he was like, uh, "Yeah." So my brother got went to the store and bought like little uh, Patriot helmets and like sent them with his uh, his coworker, but the guy that works under him. And yeah, so I've got my Matthew Judon uh, signed helmet, and that will be on my bookshelf. With currently, I have a Patriots uh, fluffy football and a Patriots dog I named Pat, and they're. Uh, they're hanging out on my bookshelf right now. <laughs> uh, that was a nice story. Final. Yeah, it is a nice uh, story. Yeah, like that's, he, he's a fanatic. Like it's it's crazy. Like he's a shrine in front of the TV during football games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Casino for this team, 11 and a half over under. Would you pick the, I think I would pick over two. It's I really over feel all like day. It's over all day. Uh, this team again, is so good. I think when it comes to that stretch, I think I think they're going to be so motivated to play the Chiefs that I think they beat the Chiefs, they lose to the Bills. I hope they annihilate the 49ers and then it becomes they're probably going to I think their losses are Bills, uh Cowboys, Commanders and then one of the random teams like you know, maybe the Seahawks or or it could even be the Chiefs, Dolphins, Jets. One of those teams, I think they lose. So I do think this is a 12-win team. I am concerned with the Super Bowl hangover of what happened last time, which is after they won the Super Bowl against your Patriots, the next couple years were just real injury plagued and i don't know well that and they also they didn't know who their quarterback was their quarterback play was awful like dude this is not that this is not that situation man yeah they're they're gonna come out and be absolutely legit they're gonna be a good team i know but i'm just again as an Eagles fan, I'm always scared. I do think, however, even though how pessim- pessimistic they don't make I can the NFC Championship team, game, it, at, at bare minimum, like I have them etched into the NFC Championship game. I mean, we'll see. Fingers crossed. I hope they do. I just am. Well, I just I, will fingers say, crossed for you and Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah, I will say besides, my because besides cold, those two things, fuck the Eagles. <laughs> fuck Eagles, my Eagles stone, Nation. Yeah, my stone cold lock of the year, you know, barring injuries for any of these players. Obviously, we don't wish injuries even on the Cowboys, which is a team I hate. I don't want anybody on that team to ever be injured or hurt. I just don't. I don't like seeing that. I don't wish that on anybody, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to the Eagles, despite barring injuries or freak accidents or anything like that, my stone cold lock is that Jalen Hurts will 100% be a better 
player than he was last year. And if he didn't miss two games last year, he would have been the MVP. So he's going to be a better passing and running quarterback than he was last year in his MVP season. So, yeah, yeah. I just think uh, anything else to add? No, when it comes I was to literally about to say, like, my I'm, I'm watching my kid. She's been very good. She woke up from her nap about like a half hour ago, but she's not been asking like to escape the room or anything like that. Um, I, I, I have the door locked um, because she gets into things now because she can open every door. So nice, but yeah, no, she would just go. She was for the last half hour. She goes to her toy cabinet, grabs a toy, goes back on her bed, sits on it, talks and plays with it, puts it back. It's great. She puts it back and then she actually grabs another toy and does it. she's been great but uh now she's she's now coming to the door and is wanting out so i've got to go well i will let you escape this room that i have i will use the remote lock to unlock the room i have you trapped in when we record these podcasts so you may leave now casino uh we will be back on friday to talk about let me pull up the <sighs> schedule we had we are talking about the NFC uh, West, because I wanted the AFC West to be the last team we talked about, because obviously they have the Super Bowl champions in it. So this Friday, we're talking NFC West. Next Tuesday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, one of those days, we're talking AFC West. And then football season's here, Casino. Our next podcast will be either... Do you want to do it the morning before the NFL season starts or the Friday after the first game? I feel like we should do it Friday after the first game so we can talk about the first game, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just <laughs> going to say, if we're going to do like, if we're going to do one like uh, after Sunday and you want to do one like Monday, Monday is going to be the only option for me. We won't have the Monday night game um, in that podcast. But like I said, Tuesday, my kid's here. Yeah, no, we can definitely. So Tuesday, Tuesday he will be ripped out of my wife at 7.30 a.m. Yeah, but so for this week and next week, we should be fine. And then the podcast schedule is obviously going to get messy because Casino over there is uh, welcoming his second child into the world. But yeah, so as of right now, next episode this week, NFC West. Then the week after that, AFC West, we're going to talk about Obviously, the opening night game, which I still cannot believe is Lions, Lions Chiefs. Uh, but we'll talk about that one. Let's we'll go Lions our... all day. <laughs> we'll do our final picks for the season, who we predict to win the Super Bowl, MVP, all that kind of stuff. So this has been the Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. We'll see you at the end of the week. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>